0: Have you been seeking and searching for how-to knowledge on truly learning how to love yourself? If so, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Journey to Self-Love podcast. You see, learning to truly love yourself takes knowing what to do and how to do it. And just as any process in life, to move forward, we need to know which direction to go. During our time together, We're going to explore self love talk and what it means. And it is my hope and my desire that you receive everything that you are searching for while you're here. The most important relationship that we will ever experience in life will be the relationship that we share with ourselves. But before we get started, I'm going to pause for a brief message. And again, Welcome to the Journey to Self-Love podcast, and enjoy your journey. Hello, welcome to the Self-Love Talk podcast. I am your host, Sharon Meadows. Who am I? I am a John Maxwell Team Certified Member. I am the author of the Amazon bestseller, Journey to a New You. I am an inspirational speaker and a transformative teacher, and if you allow me to, I will be your guide on the journey to self-love. So where do we begin today's episode? Well, first, I would like to ask you to breathe with me for just a, a brief moment. Together, inhale. Inhale. The mind controls the body, but the breath controls the mind. And I would like to start this episode with a clear mind. So we've been talking about self-love. Thank you for joining me again. So when we talk about self-love, one of the things that What comes to my mind since I've been on my intentional self-love journey is really knowing your worth. Do you know your worth? After college, I took a job in corporate America working in the IT industry. Immediately after college, I went straight to work. I had a job offer my fall semester senior year, so I knew well in advance where I was going to be working and how much money I was going to make. I graduated. I went to work for Wachovia Corporation as a software engineer. On the first day of work, I got a new offer letter. The market shifted And the time that I remained in school after the first offer was made, and now IT was booming, this is the mid-90s, I'm telling my age. IT was booming, and they said, Hey, we're going to extend you a new offer on day one, because if we don't, you're going to leave and go somewhere else and make more money. They knew our worth. It was a training program. I was amongst, I believe, five others. Recent graduates, we were on a trainee, software engineering trainee training program. It was it was rough for three months. too. <laughs> it was a rough program. Wachovia wanted to make sure you can cut it, cut the mustard with them. They were like, we'll pay you, but you better cut the mustard. And so for three months, we had to prove we could cut the mustard. Now, once we graduated and went to our prospective teams in, within the company, it was laid back. I... It was so laid back, but that training program was rough. It was anybody ever taking classes in the um, IT uh, sector in, in school, you know all the nights in the computer lab. The Wachovia ran that training program just like you were in college. Long nights, all night, writing code, it was rough. So for three months, we had a really rough time. But then after that, once I got past that, and now I got Wachovia under my belt. I then went on to consult for Deloitte and & Touche, and so it just—I went from company to company, and I'm getting all this great experience from these big name companies. And I was changing quite often. There was a lot of money flowing around very quickly. I began making six figures, and it was—it was good. It took a dip in 2001. But I, by that time, I had enough experience and big names under my belt to where I got affected, but not like some of my friends, some other people that may not have been able to weather the, the storm as well. But I had a good run. I had a good run. So nearly 20 years in, I'm, I'm working at this investment firm. I have Moved up the ladder a little bit. I am now an IT project manager. I'm I'm financially doing well, being compensated. But I kept getting passed over for a promotion. I was working my butt off. Long nights, early mornings, weekends, on call. I was receiving assignments to manage the high-profile, high-visibility projects. So they knew my worth. But yet, when promotion time came around, I got passed over every single time. True story. There was a merger, an acquisition. The company I worked for The investment firm, it was a global investment firm, and they were a big player in the industry. They started acquiring other investment firms that were not doing as well as they were. Well, before the information went public so that people didn't panic, they put together a team of leads. They gave us a code name. They called us into a conference room. It was a small select group of us, and they said, you guys are going to be the lead on this project. And they gave it a code name. <laughs> the code name was Venus. And only we were we were the elite group in the company that knew what Venus stood for. Whenever someone said Venus, only we knew. We were sworn to secrecy. There may be a panic in the public if this information leaks out. But we have to start preparing for this acquisition. And you guys have been selected as leads to be... Confidentially, this receive this information disclosed to you, and you're sworn to secrecy. And every time you talk about it with each other, you use a code name Venus. I won't say what company. Actually, it was two companies we acquired in this transaction, but um, I'm not advertising or doing promos for anybody. So co- company names really don't matter because we're not we're not. advertising here we're just sharing an experience so I'm selected for this elite group of leads to run this um, acquisition this trend this merger that we that has to take place and we can't let people know because it has not been publicly announced to the public this project was crazy I mean, it was crazy. We're bringing on accounts, investment accounts from two other companies, trying to merge them on our platform. Nothing matched. So, this was a huge, huge, huge merger effort. I ran my part as best I could, but most of it was outsourced because our team just was not equipped to do the conversion that needed to happen. So we didn't have the skills and the expertise in-house. So this was a very costly project for this investment firm because we were outsourcing a lot of stuff to other companies to handle the conversion for us. Well, I started looking at ways to save money for the company. And I found a way To do some of the work in-house, I had a software engineer on my team that was really super sharp. Super sharp. And I sat with him one day and I said, you know what? I don't want to outsource this piece. We can save the company nearly $400,000 if we do this in-house. External dollars and internal dollars operate and flow differently in companies. I'm talking about over nearly four hundred thousand external dollars we can save the company. It's almost a half million dollars that I can save the company. He said, What is your vision? I showed it to him. He said, I, I don't know. We'll see. I went to upper management and I said, I have an idea. I have a vision for this. I think we can save nearly $400,000 external dollars on this if we do it in-house. They allowed me to proceed with my vision and my plan. And it worked. It worked. So as I were working with the external vendors, managing projects on the outside, I was also working internally with my team, Managing this project to save the company nearly $400,000. The acquisition slash conversion was successful. We were able to bring all of the outside accounts on board on our platform. It was a lot of work. Long nights, late nights, early mornings, long weekends. Staying in the office until 2, returning at 4 a.m. It was it was massive action happening and i was a lead on it so when it was all over i thought i would get a promotion i saved the company nearly 400,000 external dollars but i got passed over and i didn't say anything i was upset i was frustrated was disgusted to say the least. How on earth did you not recognize my effort and then reward me for it? I later had a manager in upper management. She said, the person that got promoted over me, she said, even though he didn't do what I did, he talked about doing what I, he talked about He talked a lot. He talked a lot. I was silent. I worked behind the scenes. And she said, Sharon, the squeaky wheel gets the oil. You were too silent. You didn't say anything. I said, but they knew what I was doing. They saw what I did. She said, but you didn't say anything. You didn't say anything to the people that mattered. People who were going to make the decision didn't know what you were doing. All they heard was the squeaky wheel. And he got the promotion. Wow. I'm sure some of you can relate to that. Next big project comes up. It's a company mandate. Windows 7 deployment. Who's selected for this? You got it get all the high-profile, high-visibility projects, especially the ones that have to happen by a certain date. I was always on time or ahead of schedule and below budget, but I couldn't get a promotion. This time, I said something. When I did something, I sent the emails and I said something. Now, I'm getting the attention of all these people they're like, who is this girl? Where'd she come from? Because I had been quiet all the time. And now all of a sudden, I'm making things happen. And I'm, I'm making it known. I'm making it happen. So all of the uppers and powers that be, they're taking notice of me. They didn't know me before. Nobody was tooting my horn. I'm working my butt off. And nobody's tooting my horn for me. So now I toot my own horn. And now everybody's watching. And I'm shining. I'm shining like a bright light. Now I'm getting called into meetings I've never been invited to from senior level management. I'm getting emails and phone calls from people who have never even said hello to me walking in the hallway. People know who I am now because I spoke up. Now they know me. Now they know my worth. project delivered on time. Well, it was over budget, but that wasn't, that's a whole nother story. Uh, (laughs) There was a lot of sabotaging going on, but we, that's not what we're here for. We're going to keep it positive, keep the energy positive. However, when it was all said and done and it was over, it's time for promotions. I got passed over. passed over again so this time I go to the department head I had a good relationship with her and I said I need to talk to you she said come on in I, I went in her office and I closed the door and I said I I'm not happy she said what what wait 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 you're not happy no I'm not she said why are you not happy I said this is the second time. I've done major, major, major stuff. I've been doing stuff all along, but I mean, I'm talking about I've done some major stuff. And I got passed over for a promotion again. This woman looked at me and said, oh, oh my God, I thought we'd already promoted you. I said, excuse me? She said, oh my God, I thought we had already promoted you a long time ago. Are you kidding me, lady? Y'all, I wouldn't buy a net wolf ticket—not today, not today—cause I've never sat in there with them. But I know they go. I know it goes around the table, around the room. <laughs> I know it wasn't an oversight, right? So I wouldn't buy a net wolf ticket—not today. My mother told me I was born that night, about 11:30 p.m. But ma'am, I wasn't born last night. I looked at her and I I said, okay, okay, okay. And I, I, I left and I went back to my desk and I said, you are in the wrong place. You see, friends, it is better to go where you are celebrated and not where you are tolerated. And definitely don't be where you sabotage. You're in the wrong place. Wrong place, wrong time. Someone told me once that success is the result of being in the right place at the right time with the right partnership. Let me repeat that. Success comes about by being in the right place at the right time with the right partnership. I was in the wrong place. And after nearly 20 years of in the IT industry. Shortly thereafter, I walked into that company and I turned in my resignation. I knew my worth. They knew my worth, but they didn't want me to know my worth. I knew my worth. They could not believe it when it happened. I couldn't believe it, but I was doing it. I knew my worth. I knew my worth. I have been self-employed since I made that decision. And I am grateful, I am grateful that I knew my worth. So I'm going to present a question to you. You can answer it or just reflect on it. Do you know your Friends, I thank you for joining me today for this episode of Self-Love Talk. I invite you to join me for the next episode, and we're going to talk more about self-worth and knowing your worth. I am your host, Sharon D. Meadows, and I'll see you soon.